Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone wild and wonderful out there in radio land. Thank you for listening now and in the future to this program. I want to thank you for joining me here tonight on The Pleasure Zone and our wild and whimsical topics that I always like to put out there to the world because there's never a dull moment in my head, so why should there be one in your life, right? So for those of you who are brand spanking new to this program, welcome to the show where we talk about sex, bodies, copulation, all kinds of things crazy related to that and how that sort of shows up and affects our whole lives. So it's a kind of totally different kind of sex show. You know, there's lots of sex shows out there. That'll There used to be a sex show when I was a kid called Sex with Sue, and she was highly educational. Dr. Ruth Westheimer, highly educational. And this is like bringing it all in a totally different way to you, from the energetics of it to how it, you know, ripples out to your whole life. So... That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. If you have children in the room, keep them there. They might learn something about their genitals because I'm all about education. If you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. If you're cool with me saying things like penis and vagina and vulva and, you know, labia, we're good. We're good. If those words scare you and you'd rather me use nasty words like, you know, I can't even say them on the radio because it kind of creates problems for us when we go to put them on other platforms. But you know the words, and I do like to say them. Um, so tonight, crotch. Crotch is not a swear word, guys, just so you know. Yep, look that one up. You know, last-minute lookup says I like to do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, what does crotch actually mean? I thought for sure it was going to say genitals. No, I knew it wouldn't because it's just too great of a word to have started out being genitals. Um, crotch, because crotch rhymes with like, you know, there's like crotch itch, crotch test. Like there's so many things you can do with the word crotch, like crotchalicious. It's just like that ch sound. I really like that ch sound because I have it in my last name. Yelling each, crotch, ch 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 I like those sounds. So it's kind of fun uh, to to kind of look at the words and where did these crazy words come from? And crotch actually was originally, it meant pitchfork. Back in the 1590s, crotch was actually another word for pitchfork or a hook. Uh, it's actually from a French word. So it then derived and changed over time to the region where the body forks. That'd be your genitals, peeps. Yep, that'd be where your genitals are. Although if you look at your body enough and if you stick your hands up in the air like you're doing YMCA, then you'll notice that your arms and your neck, like the crook of your neck, like the nape of your neck on both sides, 
could also be considered your crotch because your body forks off in that area too. So when somebody asks me if they can see my crotch from now on, I'm going to take pictures of all the places of my body that actually are forking off like the nape of the neck. That is one of my crotches. I'm aware right now that I got three crotches. I don't know how many you got, but I'm, if I think about it, oh, and my fingers, they fork off too. And my toes, they fork off. So I got a lot of crotches. I got, um, you know, 19, something like that, crotches going on. How many crotches do you have? Super fun. So when you think about it that way, it becomes a little less, uh, a little less weird maybe, a little less like, um, one of those topics where you're like, oh, I can't talk about that. It's it's naughty. You said crotch. I'm turning off the radio. Or you said crotch. I'm so in the radio. Either way, it's charging you up somehow. It's either pissing you off or intriguing you. Because most people are not totally neutral when it comes to their genitals. And there's a lot uh, that goes on with our genitals that would have a lot of people kind of not be totally neutral to genitals, you know. Um, probably the very first thing I can think of that would be the first thing that would make anybody kind of crotchety, um, like if you're feeling crotchety, I'm sometimes feeling crotchety in my crotch, in my life. Crotchety isn't just, uh, you know, where you feel grumpy. It could be like, which is funny too, right? So let's look at that for a second. How did all of a sudden this part where your body forks off become also this thing where we consider it to be bad-tempered or ill-tempered? Or It's funny, too, because the word um, in the dictionary is also testy, which cracks me up because there are testes there. And did they come up with that? Did that all come together? I don't know, but it kind of works together, doesn't it? And uh, Or, you know, grouchy, and my favorite word, cantankerous, which also makes me often think of canker sores, but... And can you get canker sores in your crotch? You can get things similar to canker sores in your crotch. So that's possible too. And, you know, when you're feeling crotchety, um, are you actually feeling like a genital? Like, and what does a genital feel like? You know, if I really think about the nature of a, of a woman's genital, they're kind of warm and soft and moist for the most part, unless there's something going on and they're kind of dry. But, you know, are you feeling soft and moist and warm? That would be feeling crotch-ishness, crotchety, right? Isn't it? If we describe genitals, that's what we would get. Uh, if we're describing the word crotch itself, where things fork off, and it's just like saying, just go fork off. And, and I'm laughing at myself because I can't hear any of you laughing at me, and that's all good. So there's, like... That just totally sidetracked my brain because I like now I'm laughing at the whole idea of forking off uh, internally, but I'm hiding it really, really well. So, crotches and and everything going in. So, when we talk about crotches in general, uh, most people are thinking of genitals, right? They're not really think of thinking of things forking off in other directions. Um, so, when we have this point of view. We're not really thinking your crotch is something for women to be warm and soft and moist and wet and excited and happy and squirty and playful and fun and hairy, maybe, or not hairy or, you know, ready for some fun. And uh, I said that twice because mine's apparently really ready for some fun. And 
um, you know, we what we get in our mind when we say crotch is sometimes this idea of this thing, like this creature that's crawling up to you. He's like this crotchety old one-toothed old dude who's got this stank about him and he's kind of gnarly looking and he's all bent over and misshapen and, you know, not the epitome of sexy ass. He's more like scary a creature from the dark depths coming out to get you. That's what the crotchety old man living down the road looks like. And when sometimes in my mind when I hear the word crotch, I actually picture those like crazy old one-toothed gnarly dudes coming at you. How unattractive is that? So, you know, when we refer to our genitals as crotches, what are we actually creating with that, are we creating crotchetiness in our crotch? Are we creating cantankerous attitudes in our crotch? Are we creating all kinds of funny stuff? Because the energy of the original word, forking off, uh, or a pitchfork, like that's kind of a very sharp implement, right? Kind of, slightly. You could throw all kinds of poop and hay and all kinds of stuff around with pitchforks. That's really what they use them for, scooping out the barns of poop. And now that's what we're using our genitals for. Very interesting. Scoop out those barns with that poop. That's just like mental. So if if you are thinking, what what else could we call them? Oh, great one. What else could we call them? And I'm not telling, saying I'm the great one, but I'm just like wondering to, to the universe. Oh, great one. What else can we call these things we call genitals? Because genitals is all right, but it's so like formal. Like having a playful words. There's actually a woman who wrote a book called Pussy, the Reclamation. Um, and she calls it that because she likes the word pussy. And my friend Christine gave me that book at Christmas and I've been reading it. And, you know, just looking at the language we're using to describe our body parts is kind of interesting. So um, I know if, I, if I'm if i having like something going on uh, in the vulva area, the vulva, by the way, is the whole package, right? It's so annoying to me to hear people go, oh, my vagina this. I'm like, my vagina is so pretty. Your vagina is likely not pretty, people, because you can't even freaking see it. You cannot see your vagina. Even if you put, even if you put like a, a mirror there, you got to be able to open that baby up and put some kind of clamps in there to open up your vagina, to hold those walls open so you can look in and actually see it. You know, uh, I've not seen a vagina that's constantly like in an open... I haven't stared at a lot of vaginas, mind you. So if you got the vagina out there that's constantly open, that doesn't have like muscles that when uh, when things, you know, whether they're toys or penises or something is entering them, um, if if you don't have... If you have a body that's constantly open... Hey, congratulations. I've not seen that before. But if you actually have a body where, you know, the muscles come together, no, you cannot look at your vagina. You're looking at the vulva. So let's get clear on that. When I'm talking about the crotch, I'm talking about the whole package. I'm talking about the vulva. Men out there, when you're like, she has such a pretty vagina. No, she doesn't. She has a fabulous vulva. Sexy as heck. Look at those labia, minora, and majora. 
look at her awesome clitoris. Those are what you're talking about, people. You're not talking about her vagina, for crying out loud. I don't know why that annoys me so much, but I really had to get out of my system. <laughs> so so now that I have, it'll probably come back to that. It's going to keep on coming back to the vagina because I can come and come and come again. So it's a total, I was preaching preaching on the soapbox, absolutely. And yes, you can absolutely have a pretty pussy because that's kind of the whole package too. That isn't just the vagina. All right, so now we're clear. And boys out there, you know, when we're referring to your genitals, we're not just talking about your penis. You have a scrotum too. You've got testicles and scrotum. you got you got a package going on too. And it's like, you know, women often just refer to the penis as nice dick or Fred or Harry or whatever you want to call him that day. And so, you know, you can refer to that, but we're really looking at a package, right? And I like to call it the package too. And I know a lot of ladies out there like to refer to it as the whole package because we're loving the package. It's not... It's not just the one part or the other part or, wow, your fantastic testicles or hanging low, sweet chariot. But you could be, like, looking at them and, like, wow, what a package. It all goes together. It's beautiful art form. The whole thing comes together as a fabulous package. Just like women, they have a package. We call it the vulva or the pussy, and it's awesome. And if you can really enjoy it, maybe you can stop being crotchety about it like a lot of people have so many points of views about their genitals like they you know whether they think they're not pretty enough they're not this enough they're not that enough i was watching a show on netflix because i love netflix i don't like ads and i like to watch things non-stop when i get into it for like three hours i'm a marathon watcher i like the intensity of it I like the intensity of a lot of things and when I can just be like, yes, I got all the information. Um, I really like watching shows intensely at crazy hours of the night. That's what turns me on. So last night I was watching Embarrassing Bodies on Netflix. It's a British program and they're very explicit. So just an FYI in advance, they do surgeries on there. They do, you can see everything. You can see genital problems going on on there, skin conditions. Um, and actually that show was an inspiration for today. So um, I yes, Netflix, I will take money for that. So thank you, Universe, for, yes, I promoted that. And um, enjoy it. If you like bodies and you want to learn more about them, it's a great way to get some like really fundamental information about things like skin conditions, breasts, this, that, male health. Um, so very, very cool program, uh, thoroughly enjoyable. And I learned, um, it actually inspired me because the man on the show had uh, cuts on his penis. And that was like, oh, cool, what a great topic. That is not something that I've really talked about yet on this show. So... We're actually going to head to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some things that might actually make you a little crotchety about your crotch, you know, whether it's like disfigurations, whether it's traumas, whether it's, um, you know, STIs or STDs, some things that might make you a little crotchety when we come back from this commercial break. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Amelia Yelenich. And tonight, you know, it may be pleasure for you, it may be not pleasure for you to listen to this program, but I love talking about bodies, and I think all things bodies are fascinating to me. You know, everything from, like, popping pimples to, like, man, I watched, like, an hour of, like, earwax removal the other night. I love bodies, and I'm fascinated by what comes out of them. And I know for some people it's like, man, that's stinking crazy. And yes, it might be stinking crazy, but I absolutely have a fascination with like things that come out of bodies and things that are in bodies and body parts and organs and diseases. And even when I was little, my grandfather is an MD. And for the freaking fun of it, I would get out his medical texts. And one of my favorite things to look at was elephantitis. Love looking at elephantitis of the testicles, fascinated me. Elephantitis of this, elephantitis of that, engorgements, um, you know, different cysts, fascinated by them. So you can imagine I'm like a six, seven-year-old kid, and I would ask my grandpa, Grandpa, what does it look like when somebody's got a rotten butt? And he would get out a book, and he'd show me like gangrene of the of the gluteus maximus and I'm like wow look at that it's a rotting butt like I was fascinated by you know 
bodies. I'm, when I say I'm fascinated by bodies, I'm not kidding. It's not just like the sex part. It's not just like the sexy fun part. I'm fascinated by them. Fascinated by like how they operate, what they do, how they create diseases, how they eliminate diseases, how they function, how they don't function, how they function in conjunction with things. I just freaking love bodies, man. And so like things like uh, really strange anomalies fascinate me. So when I saw this uh, episode of Embarrassing Bodies on Netflix and this guy had cuts on his penis, I was like, sweet mercy, that would hurt. I got to know more. <laughs> Most people would like, my husband walked out of the room for two hours. Ziva went to bed early. And I'm like, God damn it, I've got to know more about these genital cuts and why does this man have this and what are they going to do about it? And i got to know more. Um, fascinated by it. And, you know, and other things like, okay, like some other people who are like, maybe they have de- de- so-called deformities in their body. Fascinating to me. So I got really, really excited about that. And so I... Because on the episode of the first episode of it, they only show the man and his penis and his and his cuts, and they looked like agony, and uh, and and he said they were like agony, and it's just I thought it was so funny because half the people on that show were like, I've never gone to a doctor in four years about this because I was embarrassed, and the next thing you know, they're like showing the guy's genitals on freaking national TV. That shit cracks me up. And another woman who like wouldn't let her boyfriends she was like not having relationships because she had a fissure on her anus which is like completely it's like a skin tag actually it's completely normal to be quite frank i have one whatever i you know have had hemorrhoids way more times than i can even freaking count after having my daughter they're like second nature to having uh i don't know cake every once in a while Get, have some cake, have some hemorrhoids. Same timing. No, I don't know that they go in conjunction with each other, but bodies create these things and they're not wrong. And so this woman is like lying on the bed, her butt's in the air, and the doctor goes in, separates the butt cheeks, and there it is. There's this like skin tag. And this woman's mortified by it. Like she won't even have sex with somebody because she thinks it's like a tail. And I'm like, Oh, sweet Lord. So many things that people have been worried about about their bodies that were on that show the other night. I was like, I should be really, really messed up because I got one of those and I got that and I got that and I got that and what the what. I've even got some of that. Um, But I was just like, wow. And the doctors are like, it's not a problem, but you can have it removed. I'm like, sweet mercy. If it's not a problem, what the heck are you doing cutting your body apart for? So even if you've got so you've got a skin tag on your on your anus, is it interfering in pooping? Is it interfering in anal play? Is it interfering in pleasuring yourself? If it's not interfering, leave it alone. Leave it alone. But God bless her, it was awesome. She actually let her bum go on national TV. And I would say, damn, I'm pretty open, but I don't know if I'd be having my butthole on TV like that. Because they showed her face, too. Showed her face and her anus. If you're just showing my anus, it's another story. But don't want you to know what's my face. Don't want you to know who I am. It's crazy. It was crazy. It's a crazy show. Embarrassing bodies. Just Anyway, educational, embarrassing, fantastic and this man had cuts on his penis. 
Yes, the crazy woman, exactly, in the chat room, but she's worried about having sex. Yes, right? So my lover husband walks out the door after that. He's like, this woman's crazy. She won't even let a man see this, but she's showing it national TV. And he was like, done. (laughs) So came back for two minutes when the guy's penis came on with the cuts. And he's like, holy crap, I'm really done. (laughs) He's like, man, you watch some of the craziest stuff. I'm like, and you married me. And you knew that when you married me. (sighs) How brave are you, you sweet soul? So men's penis cuts, where did they come from? those mystery penis cuts. So a lot of actually men who experience tears or cuts in their penis find uh, that they just show up kind of out of nowhere with no obvious cause. You know, I would say that they, they're claiming there's no aggressive uh, handling of the penis that took place. The, the skin on the penis is, it's soft. It's soft like the lips, soft like the, the skin of the labia. And th- those tissues are quite malleable they're they're quite um gentle in a way they're not like the soles of your feet right they're not rough like that i certainly hope the skin on your penis isn't like the soles of my feet even after i've had um pedicure my soles and my feet are kind of kind of rough it's a different kind of skin there's not this softness it's almost like your penis skin and your vaginal skin kind of your vaginal and labia and all of your vulva kind of stays in this soft, supple kind of skin that you had as a baby, uh, unless you're really roughing yourself up and you've got some kind of, um, I don't know, scar tissue in there, which is possible. Whatever, you could be roughing things up. It's all good. Um, So penis issues and tears. So the appearance of a red penis, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's a tear, but um, there can also be swelling or whitish like paste-like substances that come out of cuts. Those, for the most part, um, are actually from candida. So if there's like a candida overgrowth, and so some men who have their foreskin still and haven't been retracting the foreskin to clean in there, um, they can be collecting all kinds of interesting uh, critters in the foreskin. Um, smegma, it's a real word. It's taught by nurses. My friend Petrina Fava, who has a show, Messy Adventures in Living, on this program, on this station, um, she too said, yes, smegma is a word we use in the medical field. And I was like, thank you, Petrina, because I thought it was crazy. I thought it was an invented word that I was just using. But those, the foreskin is there to, you know, it's it's there, right? And unless you've had it removed, it's kind of like a little envelope around the penis and it collects things. It collects you know, if if you're, say, for example, as a man, if you're having, um, say, anal sex with another man unprotected uh, with no condoms and you're going into the anus, you, you can be collecting a few things there, my friends. So the head of the penis it just happens to be when it goes in and it comes out, it kind of scoops things out, right? That's the shape of the penis. It's a little bit of a scrapey, scoopy thing going on. Then, you know, the man will say maybe ejaculate and then the foreskin, the penis kind of retracts, the foreskin goes over it. Oops, he's falling asleep. He forgot to go to, you know, have a shower. I don't know why he would forget to have a shower after anal sex, but let's say he forgot to have a shower after anal sex and he doesn't retract the foreskin. Now he's got poop sitting uh, in the force under the foreskin on the penis 
not your best choice. It's a choice, not your best choice. So highly recommend retract those uh, foreskins, boys. Clean those babies up. Get under that skin. Clean that puppy up real good. Um, you know, use some non-scented soaps. Yes, you're probably going to think your penis is going to smell like an anus, and it probably will. Um, depends on if the person's done their job cleaning up their anus. But that's a whole other show, which I did talk about. Um, but yes, please clean it up, because then you're not going to have the chance of getting bacterial growth, fungal growth. So say a man is having sex, uh, and he inserts his penis into the vagina. And the vagina has say, yeast infection, which is really common to have some kind of overgrowth or bacterial vaginosis going on in there. So he inserts his penis into the vagina. There's a little bacterial vaginosis going on in there, a little stank of, I don't know why a guy would stick his penis into a vagina that stinks like fish, but some guys don't care. Penis goes into stinky vagina, comes out kind of covered in gunk, doesn't get cleaned up very good. He's got a lot of bacteria going on, and now it's like covered by the whole, um, you know, sleeve of his foreskin and it's sitting there festering and creating a colony um, and going, oh, wait, there's no room. Let's uh, just dig a little more in. Let's dig a little more into that skin. I, where's my time going? All I'm talking about is like penis. I don't know what's happening to my time tonight. So, <laughs> ah, slow down time. So his... So now he's got this like bacterial vaginosis going on and um on his penis kind of stank. It's no longer bacterial vaginosis. It's now I think penile vag penile bacterial that whatever. It's on a penis now. So how can it be vaginal? I don't know. But anyways, it's very transferable. It's not an STI per se, but you've got a bacteria sitting in your in your foreskin under your foreskin and it can absolutely create havoc. Um, and then there's like some skin conditions that are conta uh, contractible by touch. I, I can't remember the name of them. I'll see if I can come across the article on that. But there are skin conditions that are contractible by touch. And um, you can end up having those transferred as well, along with several other things, you know, like uh, several different uh, sexually transmitted diseases like herpes or whatever will create can create little tears in the skin, which can be very painful. Um, so highly recommend washing up those bebes for you. Wash up that bebe. So yeah, so you wouldn't want like if it's a, a super candida overgrowth, you can get like white spots, uh, crustiness. You can get little tears. It can be very painful. So yes, um, peanut penis cuts. They can be treated. Um, definitely seek medical profession to find out the medical professional to find out what's going on, um, because it can be other things as well. You know, for the most part, it's pretty easily treatable for men. It's like an antifungal cream for women. If you are with a woman and you are, you know, you have this on your penis, you don't want to transfer it to her. Let her know it's probably from her body or vice versa. But what you guys will do is tumbleweed it. It's like if you both don't treat the yeast infection, it's going to keep on repeating itself. Um, and for example, you can also get this, uh, and this is kind of gross but true. So if a woman has even like a yeast or bacteria in her mouth and or a man has yeast or bacteria in his mouth and gives uh, oral sex to another man um then that that also can go 
onto his penis, then say you go to have uh, vaginal sex, that bacteria and stuff and fungus that was in your mouth from whatever, we have so many bacteria in our mouth, it's incredible, um, that goes on a penis, then you put it in your vagina or your anus, and now you're spreading that bacteria from mouth to penis to vagina or anus. And so you're actually like creating a a, hu- a huge spreadable, fastly um, spreadable like disease chain. So uh, cut that nonsense out. Wash yourselves up for sure. Um, that'll definitely help. Um, try not to over dry it too. Like, you know, maybe your penis could use a little aloe just to keep it from being too dry. Uh, you know, if your skin feels dry, if your arm skin feels dry or your leg skin feels dry, it's probably your body is quite dehydrated. So consider having some electrolytes and water to get that going, right? And and so have your body replenish its fluids and and that way, at least, you know, you know that it's not necessarily from lack of fluids. Then also, you know, if you're going to put anything on your penis for, for like, um, say, like a lotion, for example, don't put anything with scent on it. It can be very burny. It can actually create more problems. You want to go with, like, an unscented aloe. And that's for women, too. If you're having, like, um, you know, tears uh, on your in your body or, like, on say, for example, outer lips or internally in the vagina, and I know because I've had these before, um, they can hurt quite a lot, uh, even when they're really, really minor tears. Um, And so you can use something to assist that, but your body will also um, begin to heal itself if you don't aggravate it or agitate it or or keep um, having it aggravated. Um, So lots of lubrication can really help to not get these tears you know, sort of uh, dry, sticky um, sex can can create more tears uh, in the body. If you just think about it, right, if you've got something sticky, stick it to your hand and you try and pull it off, it gets like a pulling sensation, kind of pulls out, you know, sometimes it pulls off some uh, uh, epithelials there. you got a little skin that gets uh, pulled off. And that happens in your crotch too, guys. It's still skin. So be being aware of that and keeping things lubricated can really um, prevent a lot of uh, these tears that can either be occurring in, you know, cleanliness for one and um, keeping things lubricated can be helpful too. Um, I'm kind of going overtime here. So I'm going to head to break now. When we come back, we're going to talk more about your crotchety crotch and how we can get it happy again after this commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer, Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at melissayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. Tonight's topic is, are you feeling crotchety? And we're talking about crotchety crotches where, you know, sometimes your crotch can be a little crabby or look a little angry. Or And we're also talking about the word crotch in general and what that creates because there's so much energy around the word itself sounding like something angry, like the angry, crazy, one-toothed monster living down the road um, that thing. And I don't know why it's a one tooth thing, but definitely in my mind it has one tooth and it's bent over and it's like, Rah! Um, that's the sound it makes. Rah! So <laughs> it's uh, that creature from the depths. And, you know, how much more fun would it be to actually have an experience in a relationship with your genitals that's like, hey, this is my buddy, this is my pussy, she's my friend, want to pet her? She's so fluffy and lovely. And then, or, you know, you know, if it's like the penis, blah, blah, blah. Oh, side note, I have a great joke for you. So, you know the old saying, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Well, the new saying is, why buy the pig when all you get is a little sausage? Yeah, so I had to share that one with you guys because that's a classic. And we're talking about crotches, so that's what I'm... That's what I'm saying. Yes, my pussy actually has its own voice. Hi, my name's Pussy, and I'm really happy. Do you want to pet me? It has its own voice, and she's southern, and she's like a southern belle. Um, she probably has a better singing voice than me, too. So that's what I'm aware of with my pussy. And maybe yours has a different uh, sound, too. Yes, like a peach, like in Serbian. Pichka, right? So it's great. So, um, so many other words we can use here, like Pichka is a great way to describe a woman's genitals. Uh, it's a different language, but hey, it's fun, right? And it's like fuzzy and juicy and lovely. And I think just in itself, the word Pichka says it all. Um, maybe perhaps the English will start to adopt that Serbian lingo and we'll all be calling them Pichkas. And I'll write a book called my fuzzy peachka and everybody will be like what up is that a recipe book i'll be like heck yeah it's a recipe book peachka's all the way because i can say this on 
YouTube and we won't get in trouble. They'll be like, what the what? Yeah, pichka. So um, the Serbian word for men's genitals isn't as attractive. It sounds kind of harsh, kind of like something you might put on the barbecue called kurac. But it's got <laughs> it's got like this manliness about it. It's a kurac. And it almost sounds like a fighter to me, like a guy who's going to get out there and he's going to put his helmet on and he's going to go to warfare. He's a kurac. That's what he is. But, um, you know, words. I just love the energy of them. <laughs> and... So women's crotches, let's talk about them because they get some cuts and bruises and some things going on too. And, and let's talk about them for a few minutes because I've only got a few minutes left. What the heck? I don't know what happened to time today. I'm amusing myself with stories and such and visions of one-tooth monsters. So women, women in your beautiful pussies. And how do we take care of them, beautiful babies? Because, you know, they're awesome. And who wants to walk around with you know, vaginal fissures and tears and cracks. I don't know, but they show up. So let's talk about them. So a vaginal or labial cut or fissure is a painful split, crack, or break in the mucous membrane. Now, that mucous membrane inside the vagina is actually pretty um, breakable, guys. It's pretty terrible. Like when you have a baby, that perineum can tear. Unless you've got some kickety-cack, wickety-whack midwives who, like, offer to massage your vagina uh, every time you see them and then you kind of hope they have a crush on you, but they don't, and they're just really offering a service because that's what they're offering. But that's what was going on for me. I was like, yes, I have awesome lesbian midwives, but I didn't. I just had awesome midwives who offered to rub my vagina. And if you have that, you'll have less tearing, but... I never took them up on it because I was kind of like, um, I was going through stuff in my head. Like I was I was in such judgment of my body on so many levels at the time that I had, um, that I was having my daughter that it was like, if I could have just like hidden and just had her in a cave, I probably would have done that. Just like nobody see me. Um, there was a lot of emotional shit coming up for me. It was a lot of past traumas my body was reliving, having multiple people in a room kind of and my vagina being involved it was all like there was a lot of um trauma that was reoccurring for me and I just like had a mental breakdown in the middle of giving birth at the same time it was very quick and so I did get a tear so the tear and they can be simple tears that are just you know very resolvable they can sort of begin to heal on their own but regardless if you've got a tear somewhere uh, either internally in the vagina or on the perineum um, or if you have uh, a tear in your labia, definitely keep it clean um, and highly recommended to not put anything um, antibiotic on it. And uh, unless a doctor has, has prescribed that, it's highly recommended not to because your body actually has a... <laughs> <laughs> I get a, I'm getting a highly recommended with a winky eye. Nice. I'm not even sure why, but thank you. But I highly recommend that you don't do that um, because your body has natural bacteria that are actually healthy that can work in your favor. So using like antibiotics on those areas can um, can actually make the healing take way longer than it needs to. Um, and then your body is kind of going, oh, there's this foreign thing here. Let's deal with the foreign thing called antibiotic uh, rather than actually resolving what's going on with the tear. Um, and it might actually be more shocking to your body to have the antibiotic on it. 
but ask your body. Your body will know. And, um, yeah, so there was, there's also a few other reasons. So sometimes there can be, you know, women can get tears. So, you know, primarily a lot of tears come from childbirth, but a lot of other tears can come from rough play, right? If, if you've got somebody who's, um, you know, using interesting implements that they're putting into your body, um, you know, from, anything from sex toys to vegetables to garden implements. Like if you guys are into that stuff and bottle caps, I don't know. People put all kinds of things into their vaginas. Um, But if you're not lubricated and you're having a lot of rough play or the things aren't smooth or whatever, it can cause a lot of friction. It can cause a lot of drying out and then you can um, get tears Yes, veggies. Um, vegetarians use veggies in their vaginas all the time, I guess. I'm a vegetarian. I haven't tried it yet. If I ever do try to like stick a zucchini in my vagina, you guys will be the first to know because I'll be like, guess what? Not only am I a vegetarian in my mouth, I'm a vegetarian in my vagina. How's it getting any better than that? Right now, my vagina is not a vegetarian. It likes meat. It does. It likes a nice sausage in there. So we'll just go with the my vagina is not a vegetarian. Maybe I've got a show title in there. My stomach might be, and my mouth might be, but my vagina is not a vegetarian. Right. Now we're really clear on that. And um, I'm laughing because I love that title. Maybe that's the title of a book. My vagina is not a vegetarian. Such a such an important point to make right now. And and so some of those other tears can be uh, just random mystery tears. You might just like wake up and go, what the heck? There's a tear. Where'd that come from? So they can come from different things like fungus or yeast. Yeast is one of those freaky, fracky things that can like literally start to thin and eat away at your mucous membrane. And that can start to have it tear easily because it's, you got a thin membrane and it'll just rip. It's like, consider it like tissue paper, um, compared to, uh, say, like paper that you would write on. You know, that tissue paper tears a lot easier than, than paper you can write on. There's more um, layers to the paper you can write on, just like when your body has um, a normal level of bacteria in it and there is no yeast present, it's going to be healthier and, and have less terribility. So low estrogen can also cause an atrophic like something called atrophic vaginitis. You can look that up if you want because I don't have a lot of minutes here to talk. Um, Nutrient deficiencies are another thing. So nutrient deficiencies can cause a lot of issues um, in the body. And um, if you really like to know more about um, that sort of thing, like nutrient deficiencies and toxicity, I highly recommend listening to one of the new shows on our station called Grizzly Bears and Two-Year-Olds. Um, Dr. Ron Jayner is amazing talking about um, toxicity and talking about um, other things like nutritional deficiencies and how they affect the body. So all things to consider if you want to know more about that. Head over to his station. Hopefully he'll be a guest on my show someday soon. Also allergies. So if you do have allergies to anything, if they're like skin allergies, say for example, most um vulvas are highly sensitive to scent um but we women are so cute we think our our vulvas stink so bad we got to stick flowers all over them but you might be having an allergic reaction um and it'll actually create itch which will make you scratch which will make it tear which will create the issue right which then if you have even any um 
bacteria that's not healthy bacteria or you you know you haven't washed or something for like a few hours and there's like sweat going on that sweat will build up it can also create like a some stuff going on so uh, if you do happen to have that happen a lot in your life possibly get a bidet in your life because then you can squirt your butt and your crotch up all the time and keep the area clean Europeans love that. I wonder if they actually have less crotch tears and less crotch disease than North Americans who are wiping uh, their poop all over the place and wiping all their stuff all over the place rather than washing it all the time. So there's a thought. Um, Contact dermatitis. That's when I was going to talk about. Contact dermatitis is that skin condition that um, is highly, highly transmittable. Um, So basically any even slight touch can have contact dermatitis um, go from one body to another. Any autoimmune conditions affecting the skin, which there are a lot like psoriasis uh, is one, and genital psoriasis or like in sclerosis. Those are all ones that are um, can be quite painful and create itching, soreness, uh, and things that are like uh, raised or bumped or cracked, uh, really sore. And also STDs can create tears, mystery tears in the body. So deep and nasty tears. Now that's something by a, you know sexual assault, childbirth, or even accidents, um, different kinds of accidents. Like it, it, just as much as men when they fall, um, say on a on a bike or something in their their uh, testes or their scrotum or whatever ends up hitting uh, the crossbar, it can create a huge damage to the penis. It can actually have it be like um, on an angle, like up to even like a 45. Some people even have worse angles than that. Um, it can be really painful for men who have that kind of angle to have an erection, um, unless they've had it their whole life and they don't even know that there's pain because that's all they've ever had. Um that's, you know, some things to consider. Women can have those kind of traumas too. And it's it can be, um, you know, so, something to look at really is where, first, where did it come from? Because some bodies, if, if it is, for, say, for example, from, from a um, sexual assault, definitely go and see your doctor uh, immediately. Like for so many reasons, if not just to have your own back about your health, um, yes, I get that it might not be the funnest thing having to tell your story to the doctors. I've been there, done that, and it's not fun telling your story to the people over and over again. Um, and there, there is a point where you just got to do it for your body, for your health, to see if anything's going on, um, to make sure you're not getting an infection, to make sure that any of the deep tears that might have been caused by an assault are, are being looked after um, and that your body's going to be looked after because you really don't want to um, you know, create an issue just because of an incident in your life, right? So, so yeah, so I would highly recommend if you have something that's not healing for more than a couple of days um, to go and see your doctor because sometimes it can be like a compromised immune system that's coming up and you might actually be showing um, early onset diabetes even because your mucous membranes are getting so uh, affected um, you can even have other immune uh, disorders going on, like like some chronic illnesses or even HIV. So really important um, that if if it if it's taking your wounds a really long time to heal, to get that checked. 
definitely don't douche. Um, when, you, when I say keep the area clean, it's kind of like have a sits bath, let your body kind of sit in it. Um, but you want to not douche because putting any kind of, um, usually those have like a vinegar and it'll change the acidity balance, the acid balance in your vagina. So you just want to try and keep them clean um, and healthy, but you don't want to um, mess up with the bacteria that can allow them to uh, heal. Um, definitely if you have cuts going on either on your labia minora or majora, probably on the labia minora, which can also occur from, um, side note, they can occur from uh, sometimes sex. If you have really long pubic hair, it can it can actually cut it. Um, why do I know this? I know somebody that happened to, and I also have uh, known a guy who had a hair incident um, and he ended up having to get his uh, penis circumcised. He had to get circumcision done uh, in his 20s because his foreskin got torn from hair. So it could be very painful and cuts can occur from different hairs too. Uh, even if it's like hair off your head that accidentally gets in the crotch, but then there's activity going on. Um, you know, there could be some uh, stimulation with fingers or with a penis and they don't you don't notice it other than you're like, ooh, that's kind of a cutty feeling and all of a sudden you've got like a, a, a tear on your labia or whatever. All these things are weird but true. I, and I even had a friend who accidentally ended up with one of those like tags from, um, like, you know, when you get buy socks at the store and there's that little plastic thing that goes between the socks, which she she had opened up the socks and she didn't see where the tag went. She just didn't think much of it. She thought it fell like on the floor, but it fell on her bed and she had sex and, and somehow or rather the tag thing got inside of her and it cut her. Um, and she couldn't understand what the hell was going. It was painful and it was lodged in her until she went to the, the gynecologist and they took it out and she was like, what the heck? Yeah, man, she had like plastic stuck in her crotch. Weird things get stuck in your crotch and you might not even know or intentionally put them in there. So, you know, get those things out. Make sure that your body is uh, being looked after. I only barely touched on the cuts of genitals. It can be um, alarming. Never mind all the rest of the other skin conditions that can create a crotchety, crabby crotch. <laughs> but I want to thank you guys for listening to this uh, episode because it's kind of an interesting, crazy, wild episode to be listening to tonight about crotchety crotches, cuts, and other things that it can go on uh, with your genitals. So I want to thank all of you. And if you uh, have a chance, check out my website at com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. Join me on Facebook at The Pleasure Zone. You can uh, add yourself to my page. Just follow me. You can find updates randomly there. Um, and also, when you're on my website, join my newsletter and find out more about where I am and what I'm up to. I want to thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.